guys, welcome to the Chris Late Show and I'm your host Chris and if you're new here today, thanks for tuning in and if you've been here before, well, welcome back and it's great to be here today and, you know, share more information with you guys because, you know, it's been a couple of weeks since I made an episode and yeah, let's just dive into today's episode. So today we're going to be talking about how currency works so or in other words how does currency work you know like everyday money you carry around your hands how does it work so without further ado let's just dive right into it all right so without moving further let's just look into the a brief history of money or currency so the history of money concerns the development of social and economic systems that provide at least one of the functions of money Such systems can be understood as means of trading wealth indirectly, not directly as with barter. Money is a mechanism that facilitates this process. Money may take a physical form as as in coins and notes or may just exist as a written or electronic account. It may have intrinsic value, be legally exchangeable for something with intrinsic value or only have nominal value. And if you have... If you don't take away anything from this episode, here are some key takeaways, alright? So currency is the physical money in an economy comprising the coins and paper notes in circulation. You know, currency makes up just a small amount of the overall money supply, much of which exists as credit money or electronic entries in financial ledgers, which, while early currencies, you know, deri- derived its value from the content of precious metal inside of it, today's fiat money is backed entirely by social agreement and faith in the issuer. For traders, currency are the units of account of various nation states whose exchange rates fluctuate between one and another. So now that we got that out of the way, let's look into the value in currency, right? So what exactly gives our modern forms of currency, whether it's an American dollar or a Japanese yen, value? So unlike early coins made of precious metals, most of what's minted today doesn't have much intrinsic value. However, it retains its worth for one of two reasons. And the first one is in the case of representative money. Each coin or note can be exchanged for a fixed amount of commodity. And the dollar fell into this category in the years following World War II when central banks around the world could pay the US government $35 for an ounce of gold. In other words, the paper money represented some claim on physical metal and could legally be redeemed for that metal on demand. However, you know, worries of a potential run on America's gold supply led President Nixon to cancel this agreement with countries around the world. By leaving the gold standard, the dollar became what's referred to as fiat money. In other words, it holds value simply because people have faith that other parties will accept it. Today, most of the major currencies around the world, including the euro, British pound, and Japanese yen, fall into this category. Fiat money, moreover, derives from its value from the trust in the government and its ability to levy and collect taxes. And next, let's look into exchange rate policies. You know, while currency technically refers to physical money, Financial markets refer to currencies as the units of account of national economies and the exchange rates that exist across countries because of the global nature of trade parties often need to acquire foreign currencies as well. You know, governments have two basic policy choices when it comes to managing this process. The first is to offer a fixed exchange rate. Here, the government pegs its own currency to one of the major world currencies such as the American dollar or the euro. 
and sets a firm exchange rate between the two denominations to preserve the local exchange rate, the nation's central bank either buys or sells the currency to which it is pegged. Next, and lastly, let's look at the impact of inflation on our currency. Most of the major economies around the world now use fiat currency. Since they are not linked to any physical asset, governments have the freedom to print additional money in times of financial trouble. You know, while this provides greater flexibility to address you know, challenges, it also creates the opportunity to overspend. The biggest hazard of printing too much money is hyperinflation. With more of the currency in circulation, each unit is worth less. This is one of the things that happened in Zimbabwe when they were having an economy economy crisis, I think, in, I'm not sure, a few years back. And they tried to fix the problem by printing more and more money. The thing is, when you print more money, the value the money holds drops, which means that if $10, $10 or 10 ringgit, which in Malaysia right now is worth, like 10 ringgit is worth 2.5 USD, in let's say you print more money that ten, the same 10 ringgit could be worth one usd and the more you print the money the less it could be worth so let's say there's only let's say right now there's only 20 bills of 10 ringgit in circulation right so those 20 bills would make the 10 ringgit hold this value but if you start printing if there's 40 bills in circulation of this 10 ringgit that means that this 10 ringgit would now lose its value. Since there is double the amount, the same 10 ringgit would now be worth 5 ringgit. Do you get what I mean? So the more you print money, the lesser its value is. So with more of these currency in circulation, each unit is worth less. You know, while modest amounts of inflation are relatively harmless, uncontrolled devaluation can dramatically erode the purchasing powers of consumers. If inflation reaches 5% annually, each individual's savings, assuming it doesn't accrue substantial interest, is worth 5% less than it was the previous year. Naturally, it would become harder to maintain the same standard of living. So that's why governments, they need to maintain the amount of money. They need to monitor the amount of money they, they print out. And yeah, that's pretty much the impact of inflation. So yeah, I, I, get, I hope today's episode was interesting and hope you learned how currencies work because I think previously you would have just held some money in your hand and you wouldn't even know how, where it came from, how does it work, how does it hold its value and I hope you learned something today. So yeah, um, if you like this episode today, stay tuned for my podcast episode in a couple of weeks or in another fortnight rate and review this podcast uh, subscribe and i'll catch you in the next one so see ya bye